Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. Hello, America, and happy Monday morning. Yes, the start of a new week. And this is John Solomon Reports, the podcast from Just the News. You've been following us long enough to know what we're about. We're so grateful that you do that. Today is not our normal day. I know you're used to me talking to you on Tuesdays and Thursdays, but I've decided that we should do a special edition again. We just did one on Friday with the great Tom Fitton at Judicial Watch. Today, we've got another one wide because I'd like to take a slow walk through the extraordinarily bad reporting that the American news media has committed on the COVID crisis. Listen, COVID's a serious virus. There's 150,000 plus deaths are too many in America. We all agree with that. Uh, But some of the reporting on this crisis from the moment it started in January to this very past weekend, there has been enormous, enormous bad reporting, misleading reporting, politically motivated reporting, non-neutral facts uh, or non-neutral opinions masquerading as facts. Let me me say that right. It's not that the facts are wrong. Uh, facts aren't aren't uh, political. Only the people who write them are. I think that there's a lot to be had in this uh, uh, environment to look back at. I, I revere journalism. I think it's important. I still believe good comes from it when you practice it neutrally, honestly, factually, accurately, precisely, with balance, with fairness. Uh, but I think you're going to hear from a very special guest today. His name is Matt Margolis. You may not have heard of him before, uh, but he's a new author. He's got a great book out called Airborne that you do not want to miss. And what is it? It's a factual analysis of what the news media got wrong. Now, he's normally an opinion writer. You're going to hear him throw the word liberal around to describe the media. He's entitled to that opinion. I'm I'm a guy that doesn't throw adjectives around that much. I'd, I'd rather just stick to the facts. But why this book is so important, why we're putting it for sale on the Just the News store, jtnshop.com, is because Matt Margolis did a good job getting us the facts. He takes a story in the New York Times, a story on CNN, and he walks the American public through why it was wrong, why it was misleading, all of the deceptive editing, all the deceptive writing, all the deceptive speak that occurs in these stories that misled us and tried to make Donald Trump, the president, uh, look bad when the facts didn't warrant it. Listen, when the president makes a mistake, when he misspeaks, the news media should do its job and point it out. But in this case, in the coronavirus, when you know the real facts that Matt puts in his book, Airborne, you will understand just how many times the truth was hijacked by those 
who are entrusted to report the truth, the news media. This is a great book. We've all talked on this show time and time again about all the important news stories that were wrong on the Russia case, and they're now a litany of them. There's more than a dirty dozen. I think there's a dirty triple dozen. Uh, but Matt Margolis is going to walk us through 10 of the most egregious, dishonest, misleading, inaccurate, false, non-neutral journalism stories that were committed during the COVID-19 crisis. His book is a must-read. This conversation is a must-read. We're not going to do any monologue. We're not going to do any headlines today. We're just going to let the conversation between Matt Margolis and me resonate. These are facts. He'll put them on the table for you. You'll make up your own mind whether the American news media has done a good job or a bad job on COVID. Um, that's why we're doing this special edition today. Uh, if you want to get Matt's book, you go to Just the News Store. It's jtnshop.com. We opened this store about three, four months ago. You guys have been buying great things. You can get uh, lobster and crab legs for your dinner table for the summer cookout. You can get the Clean Phone Pro that sterilizes the germs off your cell phone every day. I use it every day. It's a part, a daily part of my routine. Lots of great items in the store. My book, Fallout, is there. And I know you all have been great, gracious enough to buy many, many, many copies of that. But Matt Margolis has got his book up there now, Airborne. You're going to like it. You're going to like this conversation. Why? Because, yeah, he's an opinion writer. He writes for PJ Media, Pajamas Media. But at the end of the day, what makes Matt's book so important. It's fact-based. He takes the stories and he shows you what was right and wrong about them. And I think you walk away with a better understanding of how the American news media works today, how it works against us when it does bad journalism, and of course, how it works for us when it commits good journalism. Uh, this is a conversation I think you enjoy. That's why we did a special edition on Monday. All right, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. Please remember to support those great advertisers and sponsors you're about to hear from. They make all this possible. And when we come back, the author, Matt Margolis, the book Airborne, the topic, how the American news media misled the American public during the coronavirus pandemic. We'll be right back. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out. Higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation, and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it, with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friend, Friends, who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. And as promised, a very special guest, the great writer from PJ Media, uh, Matt Margolis, is here. He has a new book, and I know your this message is going to resonate with you because we spent a lot of time talking on this show about all the media mistakes, all the bad reporting. Uh, all the things that have not yet been corrected in the Russia collusion uh, delusion. And it turns out that Matt has taken some great reporting of his own and showed how uh, this happened on 
on, on the coronavirus pandemic. Matt, welcome to the show. Well, thanks for having me. That's uh, a pleasure to have you. Let me give you the title of the book. You, if you haven't bought, ordered this book yet, I did. Get it off of Amazon. It is an amazing read. It is fast-moving and informative. The book is Earborn. I love that title. How the Liberal Media Weaponized the Coronavirus Against Donald Trump. Uh, Matt, this is a great book, and it's so timely because, oh, you know, there was a period in the summer where we thought, well, maybe this is ebbing a little bit, and then all the hysteria just came back again. Uh, tell us what... Uh, what your top line is in this book. What did you find that so concerns you about the, the way the media covered this pandemic? Well, you know, I think the, uh, the big thing about this book is that uh, it explains how uh, right after the whole uh, impeachment business was over and, and the Russian narrative kind of fell apart, uh, the media needed something to latch on to, and, and it was convenient for them that the coronavirus happened, and they, they found their, their new story to kind of to, to beat Trump with. And uh, so uh, uh, from the very beginning, uh, once uh, impeachment was over, they, they went into high gear in wow. order to uh, present a narrative that, that Trump had botched the response to the coronavirus. Mm. So uh, another disinformation campaign, right? Oh, absolutely. This is this is probably the biggest disinformation campaign uh, that we've seen in a long time. I mean, I mean, obviously, uh, probably since Russia, but probably, I mean, this could be the biggest disinformation campaign. Probably had more impact. Uh, in I mean, you've got a lot of people just scared out of their wits right now, and you know, obviously, it's a bad virus. We know that uh, hundred thousand, whatever, hundred fifty thousand deaths is way too many deaths. We don't like that, but the hysteria goes b way beyond the science and facts, and. Um, I, I love, um, as, I, as I'm reading through the book, I, and I haven't got all the way through it yet. I got partway through it already on my Kindle. I love it. Um, you, you start to lay out these extraordinary reports that when you take them apart, they're entirely bogus. They're just like the Russia collusion story or the Ukraine uh, whistleblower story. There's just no truth to them. And so I think you've compiled a list of a 10 or a dozen of your favorite media hysteria, wrong, factually wrong reported stories. Could you give us a sampling of some of your favorites? Uh, well, you know, I think probably one of the biggest ones is the uh, the the myth that Donald Trump called the coronavirus a hoax. Yeah. This is a myth that 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 continues to this day. I still hear people talking about it. You know, whether it's the media or or Democrats. You know, uh, Joe Biden. They all say Donald Trump called it a hoax. He said absolutely no such thing. And uh, in in this day and age where everything is recorded, there's video of everything, with right. transcripts, there's no excuse for this. No excuse whatsoever. He he basically what he actually said was that that the coronavirus, just like the the fake uh, Russian collusion narrative, was the Democrats' new hoax, this new fake thing what they were trying to uh, throw on him to make it out to be his problem that that he's responsible for. And it was the politicization specifically that that he was talking about. Not but he the, wasn't not talking about that, the virus or the seriousness of it, right? Not, not at all. And, and, you know, at the time that he had that he was that he had made that comment during the rally, I mean, his administration had already been well underway uh, addressing the virus and, and, and doing things that people weren't even aware of because they were so distracted by impeachment. Right. Yeah. In fact, the Democrats were the early people saying, ah, don't worry about it. We had Nancy Pelosi out there saying, go to China, the China New Year celebrations. It's OK. You had Fauci say, go on a cruise if you're healthy. No problem. Don't wear a mask. You don't need to wear a mask. It turns out that actually the people who now are critical of the president were the ones that gave us a lot of the bad information in the beginning. Um, talk about the decision. I love this part in the book because I think you really drill down in a way that I hadn't seen it done before. And I've gotten through this. The uh, 
the president makes the very uh, fateful decision, and I say fateful because it probably saved a lot of lives, to shut down travel with China in January. And all of a sudden, people are calling him a xenophobe. Walk us through how the media has flip-flopped on that uh, that event in, in late January, which really had a profound effect on probably slowing the spread of the virus early on in America. Yeah, this is a pretty amazing story because of just the way, just exactly how the media and Democrats have flip-flopped on this. You know, uh, Trump banned travel with China very early. China was obviously the epicenter of the virus. It's where it started and it exploded there. And his initial response at the end of January was to close travel with China. And the response of the Democrats and the media was, oh, he's a racist, uh, he's xenophobic, this is, this is feeling anti-Asian sentiment. And, uh, you know, it was just, uh, it just was an endless stream of, of accusations of racism. You know, Joe Biden himself called it xenophobic. And, he did. You know, uh, uh, but, you know, the, the problem was is that eventually it, there, there was this realization that this actually had worked. There are experts that said this actually did work. It prevented a lot of deaths. Dr. Fauci even said it prevented us from becoming another Italy. And if we, and people should remember that Italy uh, totally did not have the coronavirus under control and it oh, was widespread there and, and a total disaster. Uh, so, you know, Donald Trump saved us from that. There, there, there's no other way to put it. Uh, but you know what happened next was that uh, over time, you know, we, we saw other countries, uh, you know, closing their borders and and stopping travel. And uh, you know, so everyone's following suit. You know, the World Health Organization said that travel bans didn't work, and they had to essentially reverse that. And uh, you know, Joe Biden eventually said that uh, he flipped. Well, what happened was he flip flopped on it and said that you know Trump should have done it sooner. So, wow. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that we're seeing here is that, you know, people like Joe Biden, who's running for president to try to be to uh, get Trump out of office, is basically trying to take credit for a position that he did not have. Yeah. Well, you see it on trade, too. He did that recently. Now he's for going to war with China on trade and fighting for the American worker, where for a decade, Joe Biden was saying China's not a threat to us. They're good guys. And um, it is remarkable to watch him flip flop. You capture this in the book really, really well. Why is the media so, I don't know if the word's gullible, but why do they keep falling into this trap of reporting things that aren't accurate and then doubling down on it until the American people realize <laughs> we've been sold a, a bad bill of goods? It's Russia, it's uh, Ukraine, it's COVID. We could probably find 10 others, but what's up with the media? Why are, why are we so wrong right now? Oh, I, I think what it comes down to is its ratings. You know, there was the that MSNBC producer who just left yeah. and basically said MSNBC, MSNBC basically drives everything is driven by ratings, yep. and you know, their audience is an anti-Trump audience. And she even said that you know as soon as the pandemic happened, you know their coverage was focused on that anti-Trump narrative and not the science. It was all about politics. And so what they do is they report on something, it gets widespread, and people start talking about it, repeating it as if it's true, and they correct it later. But no one talks about the correction. They only talk about the the story that wasn't true and we've seen that time and time again you know it's like i said before people still think that trump called it a hoax people right. still think that uh you know trump i mean there's all sorts of stories out there uh where you know trump said that he wanted praise from governors in exchange for federal assistance that wasn't true he didn't say that you know but those stories that get out there and people repeat it enough that it doesn't matter what was originally reported it matters that people are still talking about it as if it was true. Yeah. Once you create reality, what did, I don't know if it's P.T. Barnum, but someone said if you report something, if you report something false 10 times, people begin to treat it as the truth. And 
we live in this area of information warfare where it seems now that uh, uh, reporting mistruths is you know, intentional, certainly by politicians, uh, and the media seems to fall into it. Now, when we talk about this, you know, it's one thing when MSNBC does something because they obviously have a, a clear political event, but what, what really has concerned me, I grew up you know, reading all of the, the, the mainstream newspapers. I used to be a jack as a young kid, I'd love Jack Anderson's newspaper column. I couldn't wait for the next one to come out. I, I The first subscription I ever had personally myself was to the New York Times because I was proud as a journalist you know, to read it. And back in those days, you got real news. It isn't just the MSNBCs of the world that are distorting this. Give us some examples in big-name newspapers, big-name networks, where you found the reporting to be completely off, um, not only off balance, but off fact. Uh, well, you know... Um you know, the New York Times was responsible for, you know, claiming that, that Trump had won a praise from governors in exchange for federal assistance. And they were also responsible for the false claim that, that Trump had told governors that they were on their own and getting medical, medical equipment. And, uh, you know, once once the New York Times reports something, everyone else kind of falls suit. Sure. And so you get so you get everybody talking about it. Uh, you know, there was another story about, you know, you know, Trump said that Google was working on a national website to, you know, for helping people find, you know, testing uh, nation wide and the media just jumped on that claiming that it was false and uh you know eventually you know google had to come in and say this is true we're actually <laughs> doing this uh but you got uh, but even after that even after they came, came out and said that you know this is this is legit you know you had a new york times editorial board member accusing google of covering up for trump yeah cancel culture at its best right now. I mean, the bullyism, we've seen this. You mentioned uh, the MSN. I actually wrote about this myself personally on our site, Just the News. Uh, you got the MSNBC uh, reporter saying it's all about uh, ratings. You have Barry Weiss saying it's all about Twitter clicks. Um, is, is it the business model alone that's distorting it, or do we have a generation of journalists who now are less concerned about the process and more concerned about the outcome? You know, I mean, I honestly think that it, a lot of it has to do with uh, this is what people want. People, when when they when they decide where they're going to get their news from, they want to be told what they want to hear. And I think that it, it, the media is responding to this, uh, mm. unfortunately, uh, because that that's you know money drives everything. They need yeah. the ratings. They need these people. They don't want to offend their audience by telling them something that they that they don't want to hear. And you know, for most of the mainstream media, which is very liberal, they want to hear Trump is to blame. It's all Trump's fault, and you're going to die because Trump is going to kill you. Yeah, and and uh, it's 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 really remarkable. The um when you look at these coronavirus press conferences, handicap what's going on in the room. I mean, first off, I'm just shocked that there are reporters that sit in their chair when they ask a question of the, of the president. They don't even rise the way that, you know, I was taught when I worked at the AP. If you're going to ask the president a question, you get out of your chair, you stand out of attention. You're not, it isn't because you're saluting the man. It's because you're, you're recognizing, the, uh, respecting the office. But you have these reporters sitting in the chairs asking questions of the president. Uh, how do you handicap how the White House briefing, particularly as it relates to coronavirus, uh, what what does it become? Is it an information gathering exercise or a political exercise? Uh, you know, when I watch those, uh, you know, all I see is a bunch of reporters that think they've got the best gotcha question that they can that they can throw at him, and uh, we just see it time and time again. And it, it's getting kind of exhausting because it they're they're trying to create a narrative. They're not trying to get the information. The science doesn't matter. The facts don't matter. It's the narrative. Yeah. And 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 this this is what j journalism uh, I say that in, in air quotes uh, is about now. It's it's not <laughs> about the facts and, and letting the people decide. 
aside, it's it's about presenting a narrative for, for their audience. Mm. And uh, you know, in, in many ways, it was kind of nice when the when the press briefings uh, of the task force uh, kind of paused. Uh, but I also do think that now more than ever, we probably need them back because we need we need Trump and the White House to to get information out there that's not getting reported. Yeah. Well, listen, I, I, I've been saying this and this is the first time I'm going to say it publicly on this podcast, but I, I, I've been working behind the scenes. It is time for President Trump, for Kayleigh McEnany, for Mark Meadows, or Jared Kushner, those in the White House who have the ability to make this decision. It's time to create a second White House press poll to create competition. WACA has had a monopoly. The WHCA has had a monopoly on that room and uh, uh, for so long. And, and just like we see elsewhere in the social media, there's just a lot of um, I don't know what the word is here, uh, censorship going on by the way they conduct these briefings. They don't ask the people's questions anymore. They ask their own uh, grandi- uh, grandstanding questions, and, and the, the briefings don't really elicit the sort of information that we would get when Marlon Fitzwater would, would tangle with Sam Donaldson at the Reagan or Bush briefings. At least they may have been uh, they may have been confrontational, but at least you got news. At least you were asking the people's questions. And today, all you get is political effect. And I, I think it's time. Uh, I'll say this publicly for the first time. I almost never express an opinion. But since it's a professional opinion about the state of the news media, it is time for this White House to create a, a, a pool. Listen, America always thrives when there's competition. Waka's had no competition. And in the middle of a coronavirus, in the middle of an economic crisis, in the middle of, you know, we'll be facing other challenges. It'd be nice if there were some reporters that were actually interested in the facts and the news of the day. And uh, I hope uh, that people read your book and come out and say, that's why we need to change this, uh, uh, this monopoly on thought that the White House Correspondents Association has put at the White House. It's, you know, it's one thing to ask tough questions. I'm all for that. But it's not about asking tough questions. It's about asking political gotchas and ignoring the news of the day. And um, I think that your book makes the best case of anything I've read in the last 10 years, why we need some competition in the news media and starting with the White House briefing, where if done right, you can break some real news every day, get the American people what they need to know. Instead, we get a lot of uh, a lot of uh, late night comedy <laughs> skits out of out of it. It's terrible. Right. We, we got the White House wasting a lot of time trying to get information out there that the media doesn't want to report right and 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 they shouldn't be wasting time doing that you know i mean we we, we've seen several times the the white house uh putting out these montages of of old coronavirus reporting where they were downplaying the virus right after they had been accusing trump of downplaying the virus that shouldn't be necessary this is this is not what the media is supposed to be they're supposed to be giving us the facts instead of trying to uh present uh bogus narratives because they don't like the president yeah listen if the president does something wrong and it's factually true we should write about it we're not not, oh absolutely but i mean he is his own worst enemy most of the time when he says things that you know aren't aren't completely correct or, or or maybe a little bit uh you know, triggering for some people, sure. but uh, for the most part, uh, you know, he's been trying to do his job, and, and the media doesn't want to let him do that. Yeah, there's no benefit of doubt. Uh, in fact, there's really the the benefit of um, propaganda. I mean, almost every episode is is taken to an extreme. That you know, a person who's watching it. I mean, 
when I went to journalism school, uh, I had a professor who said something, you know, anyone can have accurate facts. Uh, the question is, did you precisely capture what happened? If someone walked in the room and watched it independent of your writing, would they say, yeah, he or she got it right? That's exactly what happened in the room. And so many times I'll talk to someone uh, who watched a briefing because, you know, a lot, millions of people love these briefings. They love when the president comes out and gives a, a briefing. And they're like, I just read all the stories and nothing of that happened. The, 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 it doesn't look like what happened in the briefing. That's how far journalism has gotten astray. You, you've done an incredible job. And folks, if you have not bought this book, do it this weekend. Re make it your weekend reading while you're cleaning up from the from the uh, storms up northeast or from the hot <laughs> weather in the southwest. This is must reading. It's my new favorite book. And I have my own book out. I, I just love this book. It's fantastic. Airborne, How the Liberal Media Weaponized the Coronavirus Against Donald Trump. Get it. And uh, I love it because it lays out in raw, factual detail, irrefutable evidence that the media has misreported time and time again what's going on in the Trump White House on coronavirus. Now, you, you've, you've diagnosed the patient so well in this book. Now, I'm not all the way through it, so you may have a prescription at the end. But if you're prescribing how we fix this beast, the media, how we get over Trump syndrome in the media, uh, what are the things that need to happen going forward to get a more honest account from our news media, to get a more neutral? Merely all we're asking for is honesty and neutrality, right? Leave your opinion at the door. But how do you fix it when they're so far down this rabbit hole? You know, it, it's a very good question. Uh, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, the, the answer is telling them like it is. They're, that if they can get it faster through other means, try it. It is. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it's just remarkable, and that's you know, the, the good and the you just captured the good and the bad of Twitter, right? Which on Twitter you can link through and give people transparency, but also because Twitter is really a, a universe that lives in only 149 characters, uh, you can deceive people with these shorthanded phraseologies and uh, your. Uh, analysis. I don't want to call it a takedown because you're just being factual. Your analysis of how Mara Gay created that firestorm is so remarkable and just one of the many great revelations in this book. Folks, if you haven't downloaded it, I'm telling you, you want to get this book. This is my new favorite book. I'm finishing it up this weekend. Um, uh, while I'm hanging out with family, I'm going to read the rest of it this weekend, but it's a must-read book because it's not only a story about coronavirus misinformation. It's a story about how our news media has become so politically uh, involved and have, have strayed from the, the traditional role we've had as neutral arbiters of the truth, neutral fact providers. Um, uh, there's just an extraordinary opportunity here to understand the art of deception that these news media organizations have begun to use in the era of Trump. Matt, I want to thank you for your time. Um, tell folks, uh, we're selling it on the uh, Just the News. If you go to jtnshop.com, Just the News, our official store, we've got Matt's book there. We hope you grab it there. Tell us all the other ways that people can get this great book and get it in their Kindle or get it in their mailbox as quickly as possible. Well, you know, I think the uh, best place for people to go is either, you know, through your website and click there. You know, it, it, it is on Amazon. Uh, you know, as an ebook and paperback, uh, I definitely recommend uh, reading it. And, you know, of course, uh, the media hasn't stopped lying. So uh, I think it's important to also uh, tune into, you know, my art, my articles. I'm, I'm always writing about uh, the, the latest uh, whoppers that the, the media is talking about uh, with regard to the coronavirus. And, uh, you know, I think it's important for you to understand this is all about trying to influence the, the upcoming election. And uh, th this is why this is an important book for people to read to understand just how far the media is going in, in uh, deceiving the, the public. 
Well, the, the factual predicate for what you've done, you, you take real stories and then you, you give people the real facts that are omitted or twisted in these stories. That's great journalism. And I want to thank you for uh, the effort you put in. I know this wasn't easy to write in the middle of the pandemic because history is <laughs> unfolding while you're writing it. Uh, but for me, it was a very important read. And it's part of the introspection that I think the American public has to begin to examine our news media with. Um, a very noble profession has gone very much off the rails. And I think you've done a good job. In a, in a living history, because this is still going on even as your book comes out, in capturing what's wrong. And I hope you and I and others who, who share these concerns can find a way to pull, tug our profession back to the middle where facts matter and, and political outcomes shouldn't. And uh, I want to thank you again, folks. Get this book. It's on, my, it's on my Kindle right now. You should get it too. Airborne, How the Liberal Media Weaponized the Coronavirus Against Donald Trump. It's by Matt Margolis, who's been kind enough to spend the time with us here today. Get it. Put it on your shelf. Read it. It is an unbelievable book. You'll, uh, you'll agree with so much of what Matt uh, writes because he backs it up with facts. How about that? Something novel in today's journalism profession. Facts. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Well, Matt, thank you for the time. We're looking forward to uh, wish you success with the book. We look forward to having you on uh, on the podcast going forward because I'm sure we're going to have a lot more to talk about with coronavirus and the media all the way up to Election Day. So thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, folks, when we come back from the commercial break, we're going to wrap things up. I hope you've enjoyed this great interview with Matt Margolis. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a healthcare provider. Folks, if you get your wallet stolen or your cell phone or your car, we know what it is. It's old-fashioned theft. It's crime. We know it. Criminals now have a new way to steal our most valuable asset, our homes. Older Americans are most vulnerable to these types of thefts, and that's because they more often own their homes outright. An 88-year-old Florida woman recently discovered that scammers forged her signature, created a fake deed to her home, and then took her property. Those who buy a property from a deed theft scammer often become victims as well. What can you do to protect yourself? It's simple. My good friends at Home Title Lock provide the premier detection technology to protect your home and its title. The instant they detect an activity or something suspicious, they mobilize to help shut it down. We won't know a thief took us off our title until it's too late. That's why Title Lock jumps into action right away. The titles to all our homes are easily found online. A criminal or renter, even a family member, can simply forge your signature on a home sale form. Then he or she refiles as the new owner and bam, your home is not in your name and all of a sudden debts are being taken out against it. That's why Home Title Lock is my choice. 
choice. Find out for free when you use my code JUSTNEWS at sign up. You'll get a free comprehensive scan of your home's title and 30 days of legendary home title lock protection free. So go to hometitlelock.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's the promo code JUSTNEWS at hometitlelock.com. Go there today. All right, folks, that wraps up the Monday special edition of John Solomon Reports. We're going to do this more often as guests come on. We're getting a lot more opportunities as the podcast gets more popular for people to come on. So we may do more special editions. I always try to make it worth your while. We won't we won't try to pick a clunker for you. We'll do a special edition when we've got a great guest who has something addition to offer on, on top of the, the podcast we do every Tuesday and Thursday. I think you can see why we had Matt Margolis on the show today why we recommend his book and our help selling his book on our very own uh, store, jtnshop.com. There is a day of reckoning coming ahead for the American news media. Uh, It may come in the form of financial uh, withdrawal by people who are tired of being misled by the media, but we're getting to a point now where the record of accuracy, honesty, and more importantly, neutrality is so broken in the industry. And I think Matt Margolis told you why today there are some pretty uh, inaccurate accounts of what happened in the coronavirus uh, delivered by some of the biggest names and brands in journalism. And that's why we did this special edition. So you can hear directly from him. You can read his book. You can make up your own mind. I'm not trying to make up your mind. You make up your own. You're way smarter than me anyways. But that's why we had this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Tomorrow, we'll be back with our regular programming for the first time in four or five days. We'll have another great guest, and we'll be talking about the breaking headlines on Just the News. Until then, stay in touch. Follow us on Jay Solomon Reports on Twitter. Follow JustTheNews.com. Of course, you can go back and listen to all the episodes of John Solomon Reports, the podcast. Thank you for your support, and we'll be back in touch with you tomorrow. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text JUSTNEWS to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text JUSTNEWS to 989898 right now.